Hey, I'm Steph. I'm a motivator, creator, small business owner, and educator. I'm a lover of all things health, spirituality, inspiration, and business. These are just a few words to describe me, along with passion, grit, and resiliency. Regardless of what I'm up to, I am soul-driven to create a purpose-filled life and find the advantages in adversity, all while keeping a smile on my face. Soul Driven with Steph is a podcast that will fill up your cup and leave you feeling empowered, inspired, and on fire as you listen to interviews and stories of other soul-driven and strong women that have overcome against all odds. This podcast was a calling on Steph's soul to serve, connect, and share stories of struggles and successes, all to create a community so that you know you're never alone. Grab a cup of coffee, get ready to learn, laugh, and leave with wisdom and strategies to connect to your soul and get back in the driver's seat of your life today. Here's Steph. Hey everyone, it's Steph, and I'm so excited to share today's interview with you. It is a good friend of mine and someone that I like to call just a huge community connector. Um, She's someone that actually met through Sister Circle and has just opened up so many different avenues and introduced me to so many different resources that are in this small business community, especially locally if you're in Wisconsin. So I'm super excited to introduce you today to our guest, Mara Keys. Awesome. Thank you, Stephanie. And yeah, really excited to be here and um, be included in your uh, new endeavor of Soul Driven uh, with Steph. Yeah, I was so excited to have you on um, because you have a really unique experience. You're not a small business owner yourself, but you have worked within small businesses and it's so clear that you have such a strong passion for helping small business owners and everything that you do and every interaction that we've had. So I just wanted this to be an opportunity for someone who either is a small business owner or maybe they're like kind of thinking about it and they're just not sure what it would take and what kind of resources are out there to help them um, to share some of that info. But let's just tell us a little bit about yourself, your backstory, maybe your upbringing or even your education and how you came to be working with small business owners as you are right now. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm really lucky to be located here in La Crosse working with WIBIC, the Wisconsin Women's Business Initiative Corporation. Um, but really, you know, my story started in St. Paul. I was born and raised there. Um, anyone who's been to the Como Zoo, maybe you might know I went to Como <laughs> High School. Um, still love the Twin Cities and go up often. My folks are up there still. Um, for school, I went to St. Mary's University of Minnesota in Winona. I really came down to this driftless area, saw the bluffs, and I was and knew this is kind of where I had to be. Um, and I really haven't left the bluff land since then. So the I, bluff land. <laughs> I, I don't know, it. the driftless area <laughs> since then. Um, yeah, so I attended SMU while I was working. Uh, in my undergrad, I started working for a small business um, that was uh, it's kind of funny, but got its start uh, buying and selling vintage Star Wars toys. Really cool opportunity. Um, I was able to continue working there after I graduated um, and kind of doing a whatever needed to be needed done type of role. And I, <laughs> I think that's kind of where I 
though I was not, I have not been a small business owner. I can kind of understand the inner workings of a small family business. Um, the, the kind of good, bad and ugly that can go with that. There's a lot of fun along the way. Um, we, we really did have a good time, but there's also things that need to get done. And sometimes you have to roll up your sleeves and do it too. So, um, from there I started working at Kaplan and lacrosse. That's what actually brought me here to lacrosse. Um, I was about at Kaplan about five years, and last year in May, I accepted the position with Wibbick um, to open a new lacrosse office here. So this has really been kind of a whole new endeavor for me, um, working in nonprofit and working more in community development work. Um, but it's really fun and rewarding. I get to work with awesome people like Stephanie, get to um, talk to our business owners, people who are kind of, as you mentioned, maybe in that exploratory phase. Um, is, you know, what does this even look like? So a lot of what I do is get to connect people. I think that's what's really fun about this role and, you know, be that resource connector and kind of try to, to route people. Sometimes I might not always have the answers. Uh, oftentimes I don't, but that's kind of where it can be a fun challenge to try to find that. So it's been a little bit of a journey to get here, but, um, you know, a good and fun one. And there's been some ups and downs along the way, some challenges at each of those different places, but we're really excited to be here with Wibbick, um, you know, opening the newest office in lacrosse just last year in June. So really exciting milestone for Wibbick. Um, celebrating 35 years uh, out wow. of Milwaukee is the organization is, which is really amazing when you think about the type of work and, and nonprofits, um, you know, longevity really shows that steady growth. Um, you know, kind of went up to Madison from Milwaukee, then down to Kenosha Racine. Um, and about four years ago, opened an Appleton office and then lacrosse. Now there's a presence here on this side of the state. So we're really grateful for Wibbick and having the overall organization for support and then having now a larger team, uh, and, and staff and, and physical office space, um, you know, here in lacrosse as well. Um, we definitely see the need and we're excited to be here. Amazing. And you really are a guide on the side. You know, I think that's such a cool role because, you are not in the business, but you get to still be part of, you know, the successes as well as helping people with the struggles. Um, and you're in it and you're feeling the emotions with them too. But what really attracted you to the role? Yeah, you know, I, that sounds kind of uh, cheesy in a way, but I think I've always known I wanted to do some type of work in the community. Um, and whether that would be in a government or politics or um, like a nonprofit. But to be honest, I didn't know how to make that switch, especially with my resume. I was, you know, sitting there with small business experience. And then this experience at Kaplan, I was kind of sitting there like, hmm, how could I make that shift? I, you know, I thought, okay, I'm a, even if I'm a quick learner, it's still a lot to, to try to transition to a role like that. So really when the Wibbick kind of um, realm came or, you know, got the funding to open this office, um, I read the job description. I think I literally screenshotted it on my phone and I sent it to like two of my friends. And I was like, oh my gosh, it was this literally made for me. Like, I don't understand how, you know, how, how lucky is this timing? Um, and you know, I can say I put a lot of blood, sweat and tears, even just into the application process, because it was really something that did motivate me. Um, Wibbick's mission is focused on supporting women, people of color, low income individuals, veterans, um, we do get questions about, do you support men? <laughs> yes, we do. Our doors are open to all. Absolutely. We have uh, lots of folks who face barriers for a variety of reasons. So really, 
Um, I knew my next step, I wanted to do something that aligned with my personal values. Um, I didn't want to just take the next step in my career to take it. So um, it really kind of felt like one of those stars aligning moments um, yeah. in a weird way. I, I really, I still sit here and I almost have goosebumps because I'm now here doing it and I still kind of can't believe it sometimes. So I'm really grateful for the opportunity and it's been quite a fun ride um, along the way already. So, yeah, I love that. And this could go for anyone, right? Not even just small business owner, but it doesn't always matter what is on your resume. You know, a lot of times it's just, like you said, timing um, and having the right opportunities present themselves at the perfect time and also being willing to jump and take mm -hmm. risks. And it sounds like for you, you were looking for something different, even if you felt like you didn't have all the experience that you needed or wanted to, you were willing to put yourself out there and try something new. And I feel like that is something that it, it just forces us to push ourselves outside our comfort zone. So it sounds like that's kind of what this role was for you. Yes, absolutely. And, and it is a totally different learning curve of you know, have, I, yes, I had small business experience then maybe more in a more corporate, but nonprofit is kind of its own wheel too. And so there are times where there was quite a few times where when I started at Wibbick, um, you know, I'd be walking into an event or in a room where I really didn't know anybody. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's a really uncomfortable feeling and I'm a pretty outgoing person. So even <laughs> still, I still like, well, you know, now it's been a year, a little over a year maybe. And, um, it's gotten easier that way, but it was, I, I would think, I think a lot of times, whether it's small business ownership or kind of taking that next step, it is so scary. And you are so vulnerable, putting yourself out there, having to, you know, whether it's imposter syndrome or just in general, your, your own, um, challenges that you have, it's, it's, it can be worth it though, I guess is, is what I'm saying. For sure. And I feel like, you know, whether it's on a one-on-one -on -one level of like, Hey, let's get coffee with someone you don't know, or you're going to a large event and you don't know a soul definitely been there too. What kind of mindset do you go into with that? Or how do you push yourself into those kind of discomfort, um, areas of, you know, it's good and you know, it's going to help you grow. What, um, kind of helped you push yourself outside of your own comfort zones? Gosh, you know, it's hard because <laughs> as much as I can say, like, you know, I, I it, it's good timing because we have a new team member joining and so kind of bringing her on and, and going through motions, I think you kind of have to learn by doing. Yeah. And as much as I will say and sit with our business owners and say there, how important a business plan is, um, you know, you can spend your entire time writing a business plan, but you then have to actually do it. Um, <laughs> yeah. right. Or you have to execute it. And so I think that's kind of where, uh, I know it's like the most cheesy answer ever, but, um, it's not like I don't still get nervous to do that kind of stuff. Right. It's, it's yeah. doesn't necessarily go away. It's just that, you know, you, you find the ways to trick yourself into, okay, if I get the little rewards or you just say, it's not life or death. Like most of the time people aren't going to remember that embarrassing <laughs> thing that you said, or if they do, then I don't know. That's maybe says more about them that they're going to yeah. hold that against you and judge you for that one mistake or whatever is kind of what I try to tell myself, but it's tough. I mean, um, and I think that's something that in some ways it gets easier, but at the end of the day, it's more just that you get used to that uncomfortable feeling. Absolutely. Um, and I think that that can be for anyone. I mean, even I've had folks reaching out to, to Wibbick or I've even had friends who have reached out to other resources and they're, in, you know, oh, should I even still go to the meeting with this person to talk about it? And I'm like, yes, like, absolutely. Like there's no harm, but it's, it is hard. So I know 
Um, we try to be as welcoming as we can at Wibbick to make sure that that's not something people are feeling or they don't feel that, um, oh my gosh, I don't have a business plan. Oh my gosh, I don't have this feeling right. like, no, no, what we're here for is to help, you know, um, to be that either that sounding board or route you to some of our free training that we have as well. Um, or if maybe they're really, really looking for more of that kind of community of women business owners, then that's where it's really awesome to have resources like Sister Circle in our community too, to say, hey, you know, it really seems like this might be the kind of environment that you might need right now. Have you thought about this group too? So yeah, we're really um, grateful to have those types of resources in our community. And, um, you know, some have been here, but, you know, Sister Circle and Wibbeck are both newer-ish to the mm -hmm. community. And I think we've both seen um, from both of our experience that there's a need for it too. So. Absolutely. Yeah. And so we met through Wibbick and Sister Circle. So you kind of touched on some, but what are really the benefits for small business owners to be well connected in their community? Because I know personally, this is something that I've really tried to be intentional about, especially in the last couple of years, um, because there are just like these layers upon layers of benefits to knowing more people or have, you know, having the connections to open up more doors of opportunities. So what are some of the benefits of being connected, whether it's, you know, Wibbick or Sister Circle or the Chamber or, you know, some of the Rotary, like there's a lot of different groups. And even if you just find one, what are some benefits that you could get out of that as a small business owner or not someone who's just trying to make more connections? Yeah, well, I'm, I mean, I'm going to take a moment to just give Wibbick a shout out and kind of talk through what we do, because at the end of the day, kind of knowing having at least one area of support network, again, whether it's Wibbick or a sister circle helps to be able to route when those things do come up. So um, Wibbick provides free training for both financial wellness um, pieces. So credit repair, um, you know, budgeting. Um, one of our classes we had was help. I'm a saver. My partner is a spender, which was one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah. Business planning, managing business, marketing, things like that most of those 95% of our classes are free. So maybe it's that someone is coming to you, Stephanie, and they're facing challenges with their credit. It's been a tough time or they're needing to, to focus on a family budget. And you're, you're saying, you know, sister circles is really here for more of a business perspective. You can kind of think, Hmm, Oh, Wibbick might have some resources in that way. Um, and then similarly, Wibbick is here also for lending. So the, the fact that, continues to shock me almost every time I say it is that in 1987, it was not possible for a woman in Wisconsin to get a business loan without a male co-signer. Wait, what? Yeah. So th 35 years ago. So when Wibbick was coming into uh, the world, that was really why the lending arm, business lending arm of Wibbick has been around since the start, starting as kind of a micro lender. Wow. Um, and that is, that is shocking. It, I did not know that. It's uh, one of those things that you don't, and again, like this has been a learning curve for me, but I, but I, but I didn't, but I didn't have the option to get a loan for something like that could be such a barrier. For sure. Um, so we don't necessarily have that <laughs> exact um, written in the written in the cards anymore. But you know, we do still see see people. Excuse me see individuals face barriers accessing financing. So um, we do business loans now up to $350,000, wow. um, which is quite remarkable. And we typically say we lend when banks won't. So whether yep. it's a startup business, maybe someone has had, like I mentioned, some credit history, not credit abuse, but you know, um, some items that they've needed to work through, um, 
divorce can honestly be something that affects finances mm-hmm. a lot that we see in business as well. So those are things that we're maybe able to look past that a traditional lending institution when they're, you know, checking their boxes, right. they're going to see that and, and it's going to be a challenge. So um, that's a one way too that we see folks come to us is maybe they've approached their local bank and now they're saying, you know, I, I just need you know, 60 grand to finish this build out um, of my kitchen, is this something you can help with? And then that's kind of where we can come in um, and provide that financing, which can be the difference of a business opening or not. So absolutely, um, yeah. that's just a little bit of Wibix connections, but that's, and so I have to take my time to at least yes, give them a shout absolutely. out because we are, we are just doing so much awesome work in the community. And, but I really think at the end of the day, being somewhat connected to someone. So there are folks who even actually this week, I'm bringing a client with me to one of the chamber events um, to try to just give a feel for it. Cause sometimes it is challenging. You know, you see which group should I be a part of just trying to have a support network in general, even if that's a friend, maybe who has their own business, maybe it's a downtown main street. If you're located downtown, someone that, you know, you can go to, because a lot of the times our business owners can kind of feel like they're alone or on an island. Absolutely. Um, it can feel very, you know, the, I want to be my own boss mentality is really great. Um, but it's also hard, you know, it's <laughs> a lot easier to blame your boss when something, you know, it's, 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 that means that decisions are up to you. Like yep. sometimes I have folks say to me, I'm just so tired of making decisions. Yeah. I'm just so, I just want to have someone else make the decisions for me. Or and I'm like some guidance, you yes. know, even if it's not the right path for you, like, getting, um, bouncing ideas off, being a sounding board. Um, that is so important. And also just the support and like not feeling like you're, you know, alone on an island. Like, even if there's people you can resonate with or relate to that you can have conversations with about business or, you know, something that you're struggling with is really important. And kind of maybe having a variety of those people, because there's, there's certain times where you might need different types of insight, you know, um, sometimes you don't need ideas, right? Sometimes the problem. (laughs) And I think that even I have to remind myself that because sometimes I get to thinking when I'm talking to somebody and I, and I toss stuff out there just, but at the end of the day, maybe it's the last thing that you need is ideas. You just need to say, this is my top three priorities. And this is what I'm going to do this week because sometimes you can just feel so pulled in so many different directions. And I think that's something that even personally, I can identify with too, of just trying to juggle all of the various things. Um, but at, it's like, okay, well, I could be doing all this, but I need to actually decide what I'm going to do and then do it. And if I, because if I'm trying to do all 10 of these things, none of them are going to get done. Exactly. Um, so what I usually say to business owners is spend your time where the money is yep. up front. I mean, that's not always a hard and fast rule because of course there's exceptions and not one person in business is quite the same. Um, you know, but if there's an area where, you know, you can, um, Just maybe it's the most momentum. Yes. And yes, exactly. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of an example, but I'm also hesitant to <laughs> yeah, call out too many specific, specific. Yeah. I can't no, get too specific, but you know, um, <laughs> we do, it can be hard because sometimes, sometimes where the money is, is might not be where you first see it going right now. Yeah. So like being flexible to say, okay, I really, I think I used this example and our strong woman, strong coffee, but, um, Airbnb originally, um, the founders and the executive board really saw Airbnb as being a service where, um, the host would cook breakfast for the guests. <laughs> that was really the intention behind Airbnb. 
And so when hosts weren't cooking breakfast, it really, <laughs> they were getting pretty upset. So they were really trying to push the host to make breakfast. Host didn't want to make breakfast. Guests didn't want to have breakfast made for them. Airbnb had to kind of, again, this huge business. And I don't even know if it's the greatest example from a business perspective, because I no, understand it is. It totally but is. it's, it's one of those things where they had to rethink that model and kind of step down a peg from what they saw the vision of the company overarching being because where, what did the customer actually want? Where was, what did the host actually want? You want the privacy. You don't want yes. someone waking up at 7am and cooking in the kitchen. So, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know, maybe you do, but I mean, it's you know, like that's a bed and breakfast though. It's yes. not what you think of when you think of Airbnb. I think of bed and breakfast as totally separate from right. Airbnb. So it is totally a revolutionary idea. And I think that is some of like the best advice that you could give business owners is what you said, staying open to opportunities of pivoting and evolving either your business model itself or even just how you serve your people. You know, we, for example, had to go to live stream. Now we have mm-hmm. this hybrid model. If we wouldn't have did that, we wouldn't have been in business. Um, so you have to be open to making these changes and pivots and what you foresee long-term may stay the same or may just shift and maybe change completely too. But having, knowing your mission, your vision, your core values, that's why that's so important. But um, I love that about staying open to opportunities. You had so much gold there. So I'm just going to unpack that a little bit. Yeah. You also said that you, you know, going to some community type things, you're, you want to stay top of mind to people because you could be one connection away from it an opportunity or just the right person or just getting like a referral from someone too. Mm-hmm. You know, I can think of so many conversations I've had where I'm like sister circle, maybe me or my sister are not the right people to talk to about this, but go to Mara because she is going to be able to talk more logistics of like financing and, and things like that. So that is why you go to these networking type things is not only to build relationships with people, but so that you stay top of mind, you know, if they can't help someone, well, who can, Mm -hmm. you want that to be you. Um, and then also just like not feeling like you need to sign up for every group, pick one Mm -hmm. and really put your effort into that. Because for me, I really wanted to get involved with something and I wasn't sure which one it was. So I happened to go to the chamber, like open community event, which anyone could go to. It was the first one uh, after COVID. So it was in person and it was actually on the same street that I lived. Just so happened to be where I could just like walk down the street. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I don't know a soul, but if this is really horrible, I will just walk home. <laughs> yep. And what did I do? I walked in. Well, I have to be honest. I got a drink right away yep. <laughs> because there was one free drink. And I knew that would like kind of help me, you know, just relax and get into the, the environment. And then I saw one person that I knew mm. and I just went and talked to that other person. She was there with her coworkers, connected me with all these great people. I met other, you know, business owners. And ever since then I was hooked, I signed up. Now we're on the small business task force together, you and I, Mara. And then that's how I met, you know, Deb and Neil. And it's just so cool because you just do not even know the levels and layers, um, that you can, you know, just 
have that like multiplying impact on your community when you're connected with more people. Mm-hmm. Um, so that if there's anything that you take away from this podcast, it's go join something. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's sister circle or, you know, being part of Wibix education or the chamber or the rotary or something in your community where you can just have fun connecting with other people because it really will multiply um, ev- everything that you're already doing in such a positive way. Um, so you, it's funny because when we chat, I'm always like, I build my business backwards because we, I didn't know of a lot of these resources that you have. Um, so when I hear you talk about, you know, like building your business plans and how you do that with business owners, I'm like, wow, like, what if I did that, you know, 10 years ago, like where, you know, and not to say like, I would take anything back because I'm just, your path is your path. And a lot of times we learn the best from, like you said, experience and going through it the hard way. But um, what are some of the the things that you um, either hear when it comes to small business owners, as far as like, what wisdom would you give them? And either if they're just starting or um, those that are trying to kind of like figure out what they want to do. What is something that you always, you gave a little bit, but a little bit more just kind of advice on what you see a lot and what you would advise for someone who's either just starting or considering starting a small business. Yeah. I mean, I I know so many folks, I talk to so many individuals. I probably I would guess Deb would be included in that too, who didn't have business plans. So I do not want to sit here and act like having a business plan is the end all be all solution. But I really do think even if it's not that you walk away with a completed business plan, but attending some trainings about the concepts that are covered in a business plan. And oftentimes that's what I'll do is kind of going over those things or the business model canvas, because the concepts a lot oftentimes, and I just sat with, uh, actually a friend who's opening a business. Uh, so it was kind of fun. We had a little weekend and yeah, part of our weekend fun. was business planning. I'm <laughs> like, this is, this is what happens if you end up being friends with me is that <laughs> our it. girls weekend yeah. turns into business planning weekend. But, um, it was really fun because once we kind of went through, she's been, um, in a situation where she's been doing this role and maybe thinking of, starting her own. Right. Um, and so once we started to kind of go through even the financials, even just the outline of knowing your customer, she was like, Oh, well, I know who generally my segments are. It's, you know, moms or these high schoolers or college kids or whatever, um, knowing your customer, knowing your competition, Mm -hmm. um, who is doing this around you. It's not to say that, you know, there's not, there's always a Burger King and a McDonald's on the same corner, right? It's not to say that there can't be someone doing it, but what differentiates you? Um, is it your price? Is it your quality? Is it your service? Is it convenience? Whatever it might be. And the thing is oftentimes, again, as we're talking through that with people, people know, well, they're coming to me because I do the best manicures in town. Yes, you're right. I'm sure that's why Mm -hmm. versus if they just walk into, um, somewhere else. So, um, knowing that piece and then, you know, the piece that seems either people feel very comfortable with or less comfortable with, you know, maybe it's someone who's been making jams at home. That's the focus, but is the financials, just roughly how much money do you have coming in? When is it coming in Mm -hmm. certain businesses or types of businesses? You might not see that payment for 30 days, 60 days, maybe even quarterly. Um, yeah. So are you going to be able to actually cash flow your business to be able to purchase the supplies you need? Um, that's kind of where sometimes I think people look at me and they're like, Ugh. so at the end of the day, know your customer, know mm-hmm. your competition. If you are, how are you going to reach that customer? Right. Is that through marketing? Is that through 
suppliers? Is that through, oh my gosh, I already have so many customers, you know, okay, what do you need to do to expand operationally to support all these extra customers, these additional customers? So, um, but at the end of the day, you could have had, uh, you know, perfectly written business plan and world changes as it has. And it doesn't, you know, you still have to be that agile. It's, it's one of those things that the ink dries and it's out of date to a point. It's more yeah. almost the exercise of understanding those concepts um, to be able to kind of look and say, okay, I am struggling at this time. Six months ago, I had double the amount of sales. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Like who, who isn't here? Oh, the college right. kids are gone for the summer. Oh, I don't know. That's one example that's easy to point to because yeah. like, they're all back <laughs> and I'm being reminded of it yes. as I drive places. I'm like, oh yeah, school's back in session. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, it, trying to kind of figure those things out. And that's the end all, that's kind of where I say it, it can feel lonely. You know, it's, it can be tough because there's not someone who can say, oh, well, it's because of this. And this is what you should do. Yeah. You're not going to have that. It's never, it's, it's, I can tell you right now, <laughs> it's never going to be cut and dry. Um, it, every business, every industry, every situation, um, is going to have different factors at the end of the day. I think the business basics are what going to stand the test of time, the foundations of, you know, like you, a lot of things you decide, knowing your market, knowing your industry, knowing your people, knowing your price point, like doing yeah. all that research yeah. ahead of time, I think is going to be key. And, um, the financing piece piece, which also goes along with, um, just making sure that it's a sustainable, scalable model Mm -hmm. is when you, let's say, expand to the point where you're going to have to hire staff or maybe get a building or buy in bulk, is it still going to be profitable at that point? What do you need to sell, um, at that point for it to be sustainable and scalable, because that's something that personally I've had to learn a lot, um, in an industry that, you know, as you grow, you have to pay for more square footage and then your rent goes up and then you add more staff and then your Mm -hmm. payroll increases. And like, so like, as your overhead increases, you know, your profits are going to diminish if you can't scale it at that level. Um, so that's just kind of like, a kind of one of those things I think you either learn over time or you have someone like you who kind of gives you that insight right away with the financing piece of what does this look like long-term, right? Because you're trying to build businesses that are going to last. Mm-hmm. You're not going to give them this loan for them to then not stand, you know, a couple of years in business. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I love about all the education that you give people. And I think it's even something that when you're starting out to have processes and this sounds so simple, but have processes in place for invoicing or for taking payments or for whatever. I mean, obviously every type of business, it's a little different, um, as to how money is coming through, but sometimes, yeah, sometimes what can happen is you have been doing it six months and kind of ad hoc, you kind of just do it as you go. You're yeah, you're, you know, and then suddenly it's like, oh my gosh, I'm sitting on a dozen invoices for the last 30 days of work. And I I haven't sent them. People are like willing to pay you. You just haven't even reached out. And so it's, it's hard because, you know, there's so many things you have to keep in mind. You're often literally have to be a jack of all trades or for the first couple of years until you can kind of hire that out. But I think one of the, the strong women, strong coffees that also stuck with me. And I've used this example before a few times. Um, we had a physical therapy. I think she would be okay with me sharing Jill O'Brien up in Holman, um, who talked about, uh, 
you know, she found herself in doing office work and scheduling and, and laundry and, yeah. and she was, she wasn't seeing clients as much. And she right. was realizing, wait a minute, if I'm not seeing my clients, that's where I'm that's making money. Yeah. From. Like I get yeah. my income from seeing clients. And so those, those were kind of some of the decision points that led to creating a full-time position of an office manager or office right. type role, like office administrator. So, I mean, those are the kind of things that a lot of the times when you're starting out as one person, yep. it's kind of you doing everything. Right. Yes. And so then it's, where is that? Your time is your most valuable resource. And that's the hardest part is you can't be everywhere all at once. And it's, you also have to have downtime. Like you right. like have have actually, yes, it's, <laughs> it's unhealthy. I mean, I know, I think you're kind of one of the people who's like always working, honestly, I don't know how I you do it. I'm tired for you. <laughs> I mean, I don't know it's, but it's hard. I, it, I do get it. So I'm, it's hard when your passion merges with what my hobby would be. Yes. Working out would be something I do for downtime, but right. it's also my job. So like, it's hard to find other things outside of that. Yeah. And so I'm just how like, do you like weird. escape? I know, but like, I know you do still try to have I little do, getaways. Um, I do my getaway days. You know, I'm someone who works in um, really well in sprints and recovery. So like I can do weeks at a time where I'm just go, go, go. And then I have like a really chill week or like I do a four day weekend or I do a getaway day. Um, I think I actually work better that way mm. versus <laughs> the balance that most people probably enjoy yeah. in a normal day. Um, because when I'm on, I'm just on and I'm like in the flow, but, um, and it's actually, this is why it's hard for me to shut it off because when I'm like excited about my work, then I want to just keep going after it. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'd almost rather like do things almost in like launches slash projects. And then I like rest for a little bit and then I work really hard and then I rest and I'm just so an extreme person. I think. No, well, I so think I'm it's either a... like hardcore working or I'm like, I don't want to be clocked in at all. I want to just like get away and like, not think about work. It's really hard for me to actually like have that balance just because I think the way my brain works. Yeah. Well, and at the end of the day, you have to do what's right for you. And even with like all of these things I'm talking about, whether it's a business planning class or, you know, it's almost the most important thing sometimes is knowing yourself, knowing yeah. your strengths and weaknesses. Like for sure. it seems you have figured that piece out for you. I think I'm still kind of figuring it out for myself sometimes. Usually by doing too much and then realizing, oh, that was too much. Okay. Bring right. it on. Let's roll back. Yeah. Let's roll back. But you know, then it, it ebbs and flows. I, I, I think I am getting there, but it's not something I've ever quite figured out yet. Um, and I think that is like what I love the most about entrepreneurship is like the flexibility mm -hmm. to be like, you know, I'm really tired. So I'm going to take today completely off. If it's if I can within my schedule or like I can work a 14 hour day, if I'm like feeling it or it just all needs to get done in one day, then I can do that. I don't have to clock in for a certain amount every day. Mm -hmm. It's really flexible. Um, and I can piece my schedule together with however I'm feeling that week or yeah. that season. And that's just something that I, I think deters a lot of people from yeah. business ownership, but also is the part that I love the most. And that I think is most appealing. Another part, like you said, I think that is probably the most maybe scary part of going into small business ownership or leaving a corporate type consistent job is the financing piece. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So could you even just touch a little bit on like what some of that assistance can look like that you guys provide? Is it like, you know, basic budgeting, some accounting, you know, super basic mm -hmm. accounting skills? Um, because those again are a lot of things that like I didn't know and I just had to figure out along the way. And I'm finally at the point where my books got to be a little too overwhelming for me where I'm like slowly passing off a lot of those things to, you know, a professional accountant and yes. <laughs> someone who's trained and hired and, and all of that. And I have my bare minimum QuickBooks skills that, you know, can only get me so far. So a little bit of that. And then also just like not being afraid to like ask for help um, and, and have those conversations with resources like you, for example. But yeah, would you say, um, finances are kind of one of the scarier pieces of yeah i think it's ownership. i think it's one of the things that people are the most divided on you're either pretty comfortable with it to the point where that's what's figured out it's maybe like the marketing pieces that aren't sure and that's that's the, not the piece that folks are worried about or it's this is absolutely i i think more often than not still money coming in is important right to a business sure. you know yeah. so that is always scary especially things dip and ebb and flow like with all things. Um, but yeah, I mean, Wibic, so our Wibic loans, so they are loans. Um, you know, that's often a question we get is about grants and things like that, but we do lending. Um, and so all of our loan clients, after they are approved at loan committee for a Wibic loan, it's almost kind of like a shark tank environment. It's pretty yeah, fun. You have to go present cool. to loan committee or virtually present to loan committee. Um, and they'll ask questions, some, you know, pretty good questions too. I try to attend whenever yeah. I can. Um, uh, then a small business consultant is assigned to that business for the lifetime of their loan. So, wow. so like you have a built-in advisor mm -hmm. with this loan. And what's, you know, we, we're really banking on that business plan and that cash flow, right? Because we're <laughs> right. lending to a startup business and yeah. experience, right? So if right. Like you came to me and you were like, I want to start a bakery, I might be like, okay, <laughs> so I've never tried any of your baked goods before, yeah. but like, but tell me more, but experience. okay. <laughs> You know, whereas like if someone who has been managing a bakery for 15 years, you know, whatever it might be, has baking experience, you know, that might be a little bit more alignment, right? right? Like it, it Zen and how aligns with what your passion is. Right. It makes sense, right? That's like I get people um, all the time that like want to start a gym, but they don't teach or instruct any type of classes. And mm. I'm kind of like, okay, well, what would happen, you know, if you had no staff? <laughs> right. Because those work? are the kind of things. Because like, that is what we do. Having the, but... the resume, the background. And, and I often, I think that's a conversation I end up having a lot with folks because most of the time, you know, folks do have the background. They've been doing yeah, this. Right. Maybe they are working in someone else's salon or working in someone else's studio and they're thinking about going it on their own. Yep. So it's those business financials, things like that. And that's where background is key, right? Like if, if you didn't have an interest in this, it would probably have been a lot more challenging for you to roll out Zen and Powell. <laughs> so, yes. you know, the passion has to be there because you are going to be, you know, maybe picking up a phone call at 2am because a pipe burst or, you know, right. your staff might not show up one day. I mean, hopefully that doesn't happen. Um, but those are the kind of things that, that do happen. So yeah, we do have our cash flow class kind of goes through, um, you know, money coming in and coming out monthly and, and month over month, and then also projecting out. Um, so say, you know, you've obviously moved to a couple locations, maybe you knew you wanted to move um, once more, how could you kind of project what those costs and, and uh, profit could look like if you were to have that larger space? I know that's not something that's necessarily in the cards for you. I'm just using no, it as yeah, an example. Absolutely. Um, 
Uh, so things like that. One of our classes too, I think we have in September is accounting for non-accountants. Um, so kind of Perfect. those principles, things like that. And then we do have QuickBooks training as well. Um, so that those are really popular. If, you know, I try to encourage folks as soon as possible to start tracking money, yeah, especially once right. money is coming in. Yep. Keeping it yes. all in one spot, very easy for your accountant. Even if it's a spreadsheet, like yep. something, it doesn't have to be QuickBooks. Um, you know, are those all free resources? Um, our QuickBooks training is a twenty-five dollar fee. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, but the other ones are all free. Um, mostly on Zoom, though we do have some in person. Right now, I'm actually working with a local accounting. Angie, who, I yeah. loved meeting her. Um, yeah. She's awesome. So we're putting together a class kind of surrounding Very inflation cool. too. So yeah. Um, yeah. So speaking of that, you know, as we're kind of in this interesting economic times, I'll call it that, um, where the, the small businesses are continuing to grow and expand. And, um, that is so great to see. Um, it could also be very scary or deter people from wanting to open a business right now in this environment. Um, what are kind of maybe some things that you're sharing or teaching or seeing with small businesses right now, as we are essentially in a recession, um, that could be helpful for them during, you know, any sort of economic difficulty, whether we're in a re recession or not really, you know, mm -hmm. if they're going through financial struggles. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely not been an easy few years for our business owners. Right. Um, I'd say, okay, so let me think there's probably kind of like three trends. I feel like that we're seeing. Um, one is there are a lot of folks wanting to start new businesses. Yeah. Um, it's, a it's, it's a prime very, time. you know, I, I think about even myself and, um, I knew, uh, like I said, I knew I wanted to do something that I was passionate about that aligned with my personal values. Yep. That was very important to me, whatever the next role looked like for me. I think there's a lot of folks who maybe they've had a dream of business ownership last two years have been tough, whether maybe they're at a job that they don't like anymore or, yeah. um, are really thinking like now is the time I, you know, I've been waiting. I've wanted to do this for 15 years. I, I think it's time to take the plunge. Um, we have a lot of folks in that interested space. Um, that being said, some of those folks are also just almost in that dreamer space mm -hmm. of, I just, I want to have a business. So for those folks, especially to um, I always recommend our, so you want to start a business class, um, <laughs> because it, it's, it's a lot, you know, I think, you, I, you know, neither of us have children, but you have a spouse. I too have a spouse. It, it, you know, your family yeah. ends up getting roped into things. Yep. Um, you know, you're maybe your kids are also working in the shop. So having those discussions, what, as to what this is going to look like, yeah. um, we've had Realistically, folks, mm -hmm. what we've had, this be? <laughs> yeah, we've had a couple folks attend that class and change their mind or switch up what business they wanted to right. pursue yeah. because they realized hmm, maybe this isn't the avenue for me right now. Right. Um, because of the factors in my life. And that's honestly, I consider that a win, right? Yeah. Because they're really, hopefully then we're catching that person before they are two years in and, yeah. and struggling or, you know, they realize, Hey, you know what? We just had a big change of life thing happen with us you go to or bad, whatever it might be. This is just truly really not the time. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's again, like that, that's, I can think of as I'm sitting here, probably almost a dozen people who've, who've come to us in that way and maybe are now exploring another option or they're saying, you know what, my dream is, is going to be putting on hold. Or we have a couple businesses who will be opening their doors in, in the coming, hopefully fall or winter here. Awesome. So I think that's kind of one common thread, as I've mentioned. Um, the second one is there's a lot of businesses changing hands. Mm -hmm. A lot of folks who yeah. are 
um, maybe made it through COVID and have been thinking about retirement for a while. Maybe there's someone who's been managing the business or in some kind of pseudo management role yeah. and are, and are kind of thinking, you know what, I'm, I'm ready to retire. I'm ready to pass this on. And so we've been working with those folks. Maybe it's the, the buyer through that business plan. Yeah. Maybe it's um, to help connect to some legal resources because yeah. again, protecting right. what does yourself, that look like to right. pass it on or to sell it, you know, if that's something you're considering. And that's a really, you know, I, it's a really delicate, delicate one too, because these, you know, the business is your baby, right? Exactly. I mean, I understand. I, I, I see it. People often get um, emotional, understandably, because there have been so many ups and downs and whether it's being evicted from a, you know, space that they were in, or, um, I know, um, some Deb Lash has shared some of her stories with wedding tree. She's not one of the people who's changing <laughs> hands, I should say, but just some of the, the journey, right. Yeah. That, that's like so challenging yet rewarding. Um, so we're seeing a, a good amount of that, um, as well. Um, of that, that kind of shifting hand. So I feel like those are kind of the, the trends. And then we also have quite a few folks who are maybe again, came out of, made it through COVID and now are trying to figure out kind of what's next. Um, maybe not necessarily in the situation of I'm ready to retire, um, and, you know, uh, move on, but maybe they're switched their business model for the last two years. And now we're trying to figure out what it looks like. Um, we actually had a client hold a focus group with some of their customers in our basement space to kind of gain some feedback from the community. Um, so there's, which I thought was such a great idea too. Um, especially for the, that particular business with the type of business they were in. So, um, just trying to kind of identify resources that way, whether it's marketing, maybe it is HR, it's time to hire help. Mm -hmm. You know what? Like if you made it through, can you, can you squeeze in a part-time person to help you out? Um, yeah. Cause so many, I can speak for myself. So many small business owners are coming out of the last two years, just like completely exhausted. Yep. So drained. I know my personal health has taken a toll and I own a gym. So what does that tell you? <laughs> um, and I still take care of myself, but just the stress, the amount of stress that um, it has put on, a lot of people, but especially people that have just like constantly needed to recreate themselves and pivot and evolve. And you kind of get to a point where you're like, what more could I possibly do yeah. to try and, you know, accommodate or adapt to this industry? And it could just be that your industry was forced to change so much in mm -hmm. the last couple of years. Um, and it's hard to foresee what the future will bring. Um, but it's always good in these moments, like you said, you know, there, these are times where people are going to start new businesses. People are going to move on to something else or maybe sell their business, but it's always such a good pause, mm -hmm. right? Whether you're in a good place right now coming out of COVID or maybe a not so good place, consider it an opportunity to actually be able to step back, reassess where you're at and what do you really want? Mm -hmm. You know, do you want to keep going and building and growing? Um, if you can't see you know, even a few months ahead where your industry is going, maybe then it is time to pivot or change or do something different. So I, it's never necessarily a bad thing, even if it feels like you're in a really hard place. I just know speaking from, you know, coming out of COVID and feeling like we reinvented ourselves a million times and still trying to figure out what people want. Um, it's always a good time to reflect. 
Mm -hmm. um, and to just get back to, you know, your why and why did you start your business in the first place? Is that still the same today? Mm -hmm. Do you have the same energy, passions, core values, you know, and, and it's okay if you don't. Yeah. Like totally. that's the thing too, is like, it's okay if you decide that, you know, I kind of want to take a different direction. You know, I think as business owners, we get so hooked on that one thing that we started with. Um, and that's why it's so important to stay open to opportunities and change and pivoting and evolving because you're a human being, like your business is going to change probably with you. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's a good thing. So uh, as much as it can be stressful and challenging and, you know, kind of like you're, you're looking at your soul sometimes like wondering what's going to come out of this. It's all good reflection of what you really want. Um, yeah. And honestly, a lot, I think an exercise that I do often is similar to the one we did at sister circle for folks in that space is go through the values. Sometimes the values can be a good place to start because if the mission or, or, um, what's the other one? Oh gosh. Vision. Vision. Thank you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm getting a slap on the wrist for that one. Uh, but you know, those might be the place where people feel uncomfortable. They're like, I don't know. I don't know right. because I thought it was this and now I don't know. It's like, okay, well then let's focus on your values for now. Like what, at the end of the day, whether you're serving food out of a food truck or a catering or a restaurant or whatever it might be, like, what are the things that you, you know, hold to your values or whether it's maybe it's a pop-up gym or, you know, yeah. different options, because I think that can be, um, the hardest part. Again, you're the one making that decision. You don't have someone to make that decision for you. And, um, so being able to come back to those values, when those decision points come back, it's kind of a cheesy in a way, but I, I do think it is really helpful. And one of the things I, I say to folks, we had, a, a castle lacrosse on cast street, B and B, um, Billy oh, yeah. was one of our cup of Joe's. So cool. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he was a really great, he was really great. His, their story is really cool too, but he always talked about, and this is my favorite. Cause I always tell people, especially if they're say about to apply for a loan or like really, that's probably the, especially that time is like, start a binder, you know, because you're going to have a million documents, yep. tax documents, business plan, all, you know, codes for SBA, things like that. Um, and really on the, and that Billy said on the, he carried a binder on the front of that binder, get a picture of the castle, like have oh. that North star, yes. have that guiding, maybe it's, you know, your food, or maybe it's a yoga pose that you personally identify with or whatever it might be, depending on your business. Maybe it's your jam. I always use jam as my example. We don't even have a jam business <laughs> in our client, like at least in Southwest, we don't have a jam business. So I feel always safe using that as my example. Um, but you know, things like that to be able to come back to, because there's yeah. a lot of things along the way that are going to come up. And a lot of the times the energy can feel so I'm actually curious if that's something you, cause I feel like you have so much energy, but keeping that momentum going is so challenging mm -hmm. because you get so excited and then, oh, the health department needs to stop by or, oh, yeah. I didn't realize that I couldn't do this with this space or there's, there's hurdles that come up that are totally outside of your control. We had a business. Oh, that you'll might appreciate this example. <laughs> um, this was down in Platteville. She has a, um, cycling, uh, studio and, and fitness studio. Most popular class was 5:30 a.m. Yep, yep, um, same. <laughs> parking, parking on the street didn't start till 6 a.m. So her oh. customers were getting ticketed oh, no. every time they would come to her class. You know, it's like yeah, these things that come up, and so you know she has to go to city council. She yep. had to like get a new lot established. You know, it's, it's these putsy things that you don't realize. And like you who, never think about ahead of time. How even if you're if just you, trying to do your thing, right? You know, <laughs> it's it's like 
even that it's like, I just think that one is especially funny to me, but not funny at the time because right. it did get resolved and now they have a lot they can park in, but you know, it's, it, that's a, not it's a good thing experience for your customers. Game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, obstacles that you're going to run into. And I think what I've had to train myself to do over the years is to make it a game mm. and see myself as this, like, overcomer or like I I envision myself as an underdog all the time because like that's who I resonate with um in a movie or a story you know and overcoming whatever obstacle that is well it's just going to get I mean I'm just going to I'm going to do it it's going to move in whatever way I need it to you know and it's all about just getting creative too like I think that is one thing that I love the most um besides just the flexibility is the creativity that you can have in business and nothing is ever set in stone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's always a, a way around everything. Um, and you just have to be creative enough to figure out what you're going to do. And, and I do think to some extent, like you said, having the energy is a challenge because you go, go, go at this pace, but you can't do that forever. Mm -hmm. So knowing yourself, knowing, um, when it's time to sprint, when it's time to rest and recover, looking at everything. I can't remember if I've said this because I've literally been saying this all the time lately to people <laughs> is looking at your life in seasons, right? Mm -hmm. Nothing mm -hmm. is forever. Everything is temporary. And you can look at that from a good thing or a bad thing. Mm -hmm. um, if you're going through a really hard time, thank God that it's not forever. Mm -hmm. If your life is really great and you don't want something to end, you know, it's, it can maybe be sad or bittersweet, but it is what it is. And that's just, that's life. Life is always going to change. So if you can look at your obstacles as either opportunities or a fun game to, you know, force yourself to overcome, um, whatever mental story you want to tell yourself, I think that is how I've gotten through it. But like you said, also having like that vivid vision, that image. And for me, that's like a photo on my desk mm. of me holding the key to this studio space mm. that we're sitting in right now. I love it. Because yeah. when I got that key, I was like on cloud nine thinking like, this is the, this is like the top of me and my like vision and my career of like what I wanted to do. And not to say it isn't that anymore, but like, I just remember I wanted what I have now so bad that when things are really bad, I have to remind myself that like, I have what I wanted mm. for so long. And now I'm like, you know, maybe having struggles with it or, or there's always going to be challenges, but like, remind yourself of when you're really happy at having what you once wanted. Mm -hmm. And then that is also what forces you to like, keep going every day is like, I have this thing now. I really wanted this thing. Now I need to work it. <laughs> I need to do the things that I need to do to make it what I envisioned it ultimately to be. But even just visual images, I have like an inspiration board nice. over my desk quotes, things that I've collected, you know, if there's something, someone's given me a card or whatever. I save all those things, kind of a hoarder, <laughs> but you just never know what bad day you will need to read words from someone who like encouraged you along the way. Mm -hmm. So definitely happening those things too, but I would love to hear kind of, um, what is one of maybe the most challenging lessons you've learned the hard way, whether it's mm. in your career or just life. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I uh, definitely learned a lot since starting at Wibbeck. Um, when we opened our office, I 
you know, got in there, it was still winterized. We didn't have water um, <laughs> oh for the first two weeks. Because how long um, was that building empty? So the building closed in March of 2020. Okay. Um, I started at Wibbeck in May of 2021. And okay. six weeks later, we hosted a grand opening party. Wow. So which I, you know, I like to go to parties. Event planning isn't necessarily my, um, or <laughs> I, I'm, I'm more of a like, ex, you know, let me help. But, yes. you know, so it was great. I had Lisa out of our Milwaukee office, who was my kind of you know, especially it was, had just started. It's not like right. I necessarily knew the Wibbick way at that point either, <laughs> but you know, I mean, we just had so many things we had to work through. We didn't get internet until August of 2021. Oh so we were working off of hotspots. Um, you know, like I said, going into community events and really not, not having a background in economic development, not having, yeah. I don't have a, you know, I, I do think, um, at least at this point, hopefully I've shown that I'm here to help and I'm here to support, but I, you know, I had no credentials uh, with me at that time. And not to say that credentials are everything, but it was hard. And I, I just feeling like you, I'm sure it was more of like an internal thing, like feeling confident in yourself and your abilities. Cause you knew that you didn't have the per se credentials, but I wouldn't have known. No one else would look (laughs) at you and be like, wow, she really doesn't know anything. Yeah, I don't know. I think there was probably a few times I (laughs) shot my mouth off and shouldn't have, cause I, I always do that, but, um, you know, I, I think what I say to the, the team and I kind of had to say to myself was just like the best thing you can do is be yourself, which is easier said than done sometimes, even for me. Um, sometimes like, I think, I feel like I used to say to myself, fake it till you make it, but I, I I don't really like to say that anymore because I don't want to feel like I'm faking it. Like I want to feel like I'm authentic. Yeah. (laughs) And, And especially like coming out of a time where we sat in our, like, I mean, for during COVID, I worked in my basement because I didn't think it was going to last more than two weeks. Right. Like the first six months I was, I would be on a zoom call or hangouts with someone and they'd be like, it's raining. And I'd be like, it is like, I would, I, I needed a window. I moved yeah. upstairs eventually, <laughs> but like, you know, well, we're all kind of coming out of this time where we've maybe are trying to remember how to socialize a little bit. Yeah. And so I feel like the best thing that, that I try to tell myself now, rather than fake it till you make it is just like, just try to be yourself because yeah. Um, you know, sometimes that's still someone who's awkward or says the wrong thing or whatever, but at least then it's something I can hopefully still hold to myself. Um, but it, it definitely, um, opening the office had, I had never opened a physical space before we didn't have trash or recycling. I mean, there was a brand new role. Yes. Totally new learning the role, but you're learning how to open a physical work. And really our first year, I think was so focused on just getting kind of our feet under us Mm -hmm. that it really wasn't even until this year that we more hit the, I I shouldn't diminish because we did still get out in the community a lot. And I was, we were still meeting with clients, but I mean, even, you know, early on, I wasn't like collecting all the forms I was supposed to collect right away. Cause I didn't, you know, I just didn't know. And then all of a sudden yeah. I was like, oh, well, you know, how many clients did you meet with? And I was like, oh, well, I met with this many, but I don't have any way to show that I did it. You know, right. it's like these little things that are kind of big when you're, yeah. you know, need to showcase that you're doing your job. But, um, so learned those things kind of the hard way. Um, but yeah, I mean, and I think, uh, just as I think a lot of folks, you know, sometimes I can be my own worst enemy. Um, I definitely yeah. struggle, uh, focusing sometimes, sometimes I need to lately it's been my whiteboard, but I just have to like step away from my inbox. And at this point, my mindset is like, if it's not on my whiteboard, okay, now I have two whiteboards and then one of them has a back, but even still, if it's not on one of my whiteboards, I'm not doing it or it's going on the whiteboard because you know, it can just feel, you can be pulled in so many directions and it can be hard to just sit 
you know, as much as I have awesome direction out of Milwaukee, at the end of the day, it's on me to kind of figure out where I should be spending my time. Right. And, um, and that's a fun challenge. I, I really do love it. Um, there's very, very, very few times where I felt like that was a waste of my time. Right. That's almost never happened, which is super awesome. But there are times where I go into something and I'm like, I don't really know what this is. Is this going to be good? Right. You know, okay. Probably felt that about sister circle. <laughs> yeah, honestly. I mean, no, but I, it's the kind of thing where so, and sometimes, like, I don't know what this yeah, is. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, maybe like I can't make it one time. Then we try to figure out another way to can someone from the team or try to count, right. you know, uh, can we provide program guides, try to support in another way? Because just as with a business owner, I think uh, something I can identify with too is that we could be somewhere all the time. Uh-huh. There, we could yeah. be whether it's like a booth or meeting with a, or going to a networking event or yeah. going to us. You know, there's so many business associations, yeah. um, things like that. We could be everywhere all the time and also still doing none of the things that we should be right. doing of serving our clients and making sure we're you know meeting their needs. So it, that's that's a tough challenge. It's a juggling act. I still, like I said, I don't have it totally figured out. Um, some days are easier than others. Some days I, I don't get anything on my list done. And those, you know, luckily I have awesome leadership who is very supportive and just says, Yep. That's probably what's going to happen. Yeah. Get comfortable feeling uncomfortable with that yeah. because, um, I think that's the kind of thing I'm really grateful for Wibbeck overall too, because it's not that, you know, I do have that support. I can call and say, Oh my gosh, you know, this is too much or, you know, what can, okay. That, instead of driving down to Platteville, you're just going to send program guy, you know, like mm-hmm. what can we do to kind of shift? Um, and so I, I'm really grateful to have that support with, uh, <laughs> with my, um, amazing team out of kind of all over too, you know, from our Appleton office and Madison, we all have super different markets, obviously Madison, Milwaukee, even Kenosha Racine, and even Appleton are different than lacrosse. We're, we're kind of unique out here, I think. Um, and all of us are unique from each other. So as much as we can kind of relate and, and kind of bounce ideas off what, you know, what is going on here is different, you know, maybe there's not a sister circle equivalent, but there's a different group where, Oh, well, and that group might be doing this. That might be something where, we can try to replicate something that we've seen work or something like that. So that's a cool way to be able to tie into the resources. But yeah, I mean, I definitely, um, there's a lot of times where sometimes I feel like I'm giving a business owner advice that I myself could follow. Uh, so I will not, I will say that I'm not perfect. There's even one or two folks I've been working with in particular where I say, I'm telling you this because I have to tell it to myself, like literally right after I, you know, do X, I have to do Y. Like if I don't do it right after, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do it. It's not going to happen. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I mean that balance it's because tough. in a way you, you know, you don't own your own small business, but you're basically running your agenda and how you, you know, you're kind of in a sales position really like, and a lot of sales positions essentially run their business, like a small business, mm-hmm. you know, it's a nonprofit, but at the same time, like you're trying to find the people that need what you have to offer, mm-hmm. which I can imagine can be hard in a way because for just even myself, like I never even thought to like, look up resources when I needed funding. So when I had to take out my first business loan, I think I was like 24 and, um, you know, I didn't have any assets and it was really hard to get a loan. Um, and even when I had to expand my studio and, you know, take out even more to do another build out, um, that was challenging as well. And I definitely wasn't that kind of camp of like non-traditional people because I was 
young and a woman and a woman and a woman. <laughs> um, so I think sometimes it's hard to even find the people that need help um, because they're probably trying to just like grit their way, scrape their way through it um, when really there are all of these wonderful resources out there. So I hope if anything, people listening to this today um, get that out of it. It's like, you know, there's so many resources that you can look up um, and awesome people that want to help you. Like it is so clear that you're so passionate about what you do and who you serve on a daily basis. And um, those are things that need to be utilized. So, yeah. And I mean, we can't be everything to everyone, right? We're a pretty small staff. We rely on our partners to help Mm -hmm. us get connected with individuals because we're kind of new in town, even still. I mean, it's been a year. I try not to to pull the new card anymore because we have, I've you know been here a little bit now. Um, but it's it wasn't a face that people recognize. Wibic wasn't a right. name that maybe maybe a, I'd say people who work in economic development in Lacrosse were familiar, but maybe more the overarching. You know, we're really the reason we're here is because of a lot of work that Julie did prior. She was out of Viroqua um, and she's now with the city. And if she wouldn't have been out here as one person, I can't imagine how she, I mean, I know she did a lot. It's amazing. Um, We wouldn't have gotten the funding to open the lacrosse office, but even still there's so much, there's times where with our staff of three full-time people and one part-time there's enough going on that we can't be, we can't, it's crazy. I mean, and so I, I think about if it was just one or just me, I'd be, you know, I, our outreach, Clara, our outreach uh, specialist, I have her for two days a week. And I, I swear it's such an impactful two days. And, the, yeah. you know, now we have our, we just hired our new office coordinator, Tyra too. So this morning she joined me at the North Lacrosse Business Association meeting. And I was like, Hey, if this is something you like going yeah. to, like, we can talk about like maybe we trade off or something like that, because, um, we have to rely on our partners and especially we're focused on reaching those individuals who face barriers. So we rely on our organizations like Black, Black Leaders Acquiring Knowledge, Hope Restores, um, Fierce Foundation, um, you know, Cooley Cap has been a big partner for us. And then more the also truly like business focus, like Chamber, yeah. Downtown Main Street, um, you know, I mentioned North Lacrosse too. And then across, we serve nine counties too, statewide really. Yeah, so um, it's, it's fun. And I'm really grateful because all of our counties are in the Driftless region. So even if I am on the road, it's like... It's beautiful. I can't complain. You drive and yeah. <laughs> just fall season, which I, I just love the most. So I would love to know, like, what is your favorite part about what you do? Um, I think I'm a people person. Totally. Uh, so <laughs> I think that's probably part of it, especially, um, you know, I worked in an office environment before, but shifting to remote was, I, mean, I think, fared okay. Um, but I do think that, you know, community work, um, is, is probably where I want to spend my time. And, and, um, it is where I want to spend my time. Right. So what I'm doing, I love it. And so I love it. Sometimes it is tiring. You know, I think, uh, there's almost no such thing as a dream job, right? Like <laughs> right. You, you get your dream job and then you're like, Oh, well, what's my next dream job? So, yeah. um, but it's, it's just really fun. I do kind of like that. It's up to me. Sometimes I wish it wasn't like, that's again, where I can relate to her. Sometimes I wish I could just have someone tell me like, or I just do this, but at the end of the day, it isn't that really. And so I get to kind of decide where, okay, I think it makes sense for us to be here or do this. Um, and that's really fun to, to get to roll out, especially coming out of this time. There's a lot of new folks, new organizations coming like sister circle, um, new staff at, I think about Kim at the chamber with the small business manager role, focus on small business. And I think even as a community, sometimes it's, I do feel it's a little bit of a challenge because 
for me personally, because I live in such a small business focused bubble that I think about small business all the time. I even like (laughs) we, when COVID hit, we would go to like our, you know, favorite bars just to get takeout or buy like beer off sale because we were like, please don't close. So like, I think, yeah, like we were so like, we're, you know, we would try to, yes. And that was before Wibbix. So even, but you know, really when COVID hit it, we've, we shifted our personal spending locally. Now, sometimes I think we need to roll it back a little bit because we're, (laughs) you know, kept the habit going, but, um, sometimes it is a challenge because I'm like, I just don't, I always think that way. I'm not like a huge Amazon person or a huge, you know, so sometimes I'm like, it, it, I think I'm a little disconnected, I guess that way from, from, from so many folks around us who, you know, I, and again, no, no harm to anyone who's, I was a big Amazon person before COVID. Honestly, mm-hmm. I would order stuff and I'd be like, what did I order? Yeah. Um, but like, I think sometimes that can be where I, and, and in general as economic development folks, like we're so focused on it that what is like the larger yeah. community or population yeah. actually like thinking or spending. Um, sometimes that's something I'm curious about, but for sure. I don't know if I answered your question. I you honestly did. kind of forgot you what you, <laughs> all kinds of things that you enjoy. I love it. So what is, what do you think is next for you, whether it's in your role at work or personal, like what's on the life list? Yeah. Well, I mean, we've, I feel like my first year at Wibbic has been so many getting, um, one, getting the office open, but two, like so many different rods in the fire. Like we have a lot of things we're working on with the city of lacrosse, with the community foundation, things like that to bring additional resources to lacrosse. So we're excited about that. Um, you know, I, I love Wibbic. I think I will be here, um, for the foreseeable future. I, I don't know what's next because Mm -hmm. of that, you know, honestly, it's a little bit of a, a challenge for me to think, and we do have a really awesome kind of professional development plan and things like that, that have kind of helped because there are a lot of things to the role right now. I'm doing a bunch of reporting on this grant. I've never written, you know, that before, <laughs> but you know, I can yeah, kind of, right. Goals. You know, yeah. just, just try to try to learn that and do it. Like I learned by doing. Um, so I don't know. I think, um, to be honest, that's probably the question I'm trying to figure out myself yeah. right now is like, what would even, you know, the next thing that I would want to do be, um, personally, um, I am excited because curling should be starting back up. Curling. Yes. I, I am in the lacrosse curling club. It's That's pretty awesome. fun. Um, I do love it. It's really fun. I do recommend checking it out. They do have <laughs> learned to curls and that's what got me converted. Cool. And I'm excited because I get to travel in actually like two weeks to Puerto Rico with Wibbic wow. for, um, the women's business center conference, the national fun. conference. And that, I am just so excited because last year we attended it virtually and, um, you know, I mean, you can try to create it's not the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just hard to, and, and to actually <clears throat> get to meet like other people yeah, who are running centers. Right. And I'm super curious to get to know some folks who are maybe running centers in similar areas where like, maybe there's a town like lacrosse, but then it's mm-hmm. mostly rural because yeah. like our environment is definitely different than like Milwaukee or Madison or, yeah, you, totally. know, you know, Chicago or things like that. So, or even the twin cities where we maybe have some additional connections. So I'm looking forward to kind of getting to know some folks and hearing what they do because well, to have a, a group of people that you can relate to yes. in your role, just like we're talking about how important it is for small business owners to have that, like you need that too. I'm very excited and for in it. Puerto Rico, I, mean, I know, why not? <laughs> I know it's definitely going to be like a work trips, but I do hope we at least get <laughs> to like sit by a pool. Hopefully for our vacation as well. I know. Hopefully. That's actually like what I tend to do is like, if I have a conference, I'll just like add on a few days 
days after mm. to just relax and actually have a vacation then. So I just like tie it together. You know, it's one work expense. Yes. Um, no, um, I, that sounds great. A couple, I think I coworker. we're going a little early, so hopefully we should Perfect. get a day or two and Wes will, my husband will be joining. So he can, cause he doesn't work remotely from anywhere. Oh, sure. So he's joined me on a couple of our trips to Milwaukee and that's things awesome. like that. So that's been fun. Um, not, it doesn't always work out cause we do have the dog and right. stuff like that. Yes. So, you know, got to take care of the animals, but we're excited for Puerto Rico. So that, and I really, as much as I say, like learn by doing, that's what I've been doing. It's been great to be doing that for a year and a half or so, but to actually be able to sit and kind of have a training on yeah. what some of these things are. I don't know how, like totally what to expect, but I imagine that there's words that are going to make more sense to yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm doing this thing. I don't totally know the overall it's... context as to why I'm doing it, but I know I need to write five pages about yeah. this. Okay. I'll be able to just like give you yes. more clarity on where you're at and where you want to go for sure. Um, what is your favorite book? Kind of random question, but I know you're mm. a big reader too. Yeah. So I was in a book club. I love um, it. And actually we're just trying to kind of get back going because over the summer things kind of fell off. Sure. You know, life got busy. Um, and actually the last book we let read, uh, we didn't like that much. So I'm trying to remember <laughs> like, so I, but it was actually good because we ended up like kind of getting to discuss or yeah. like laughing about it together. Definitely. Um, yep. <laughs> but gosh, uh, probably one of the ones that sticks with me the most. And even as I'm saying that I'm like, kind of trying to remember the exact like what the graph is, is radical compassion. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I, think I have heard of that. Yeah. And, and Tara Brock, I think really great. Um, I listened to her podcast too. Um, kind of techniques rain is kind of her the recognize like, a oh, set. Sure. yeah, like try to kind of mitigate, um, you know, if you're feeling anxiety or things like that, which I personally typically, my favorite book is the one I'm reading It's kind of a cheesy answer <laughs> because if I'm not into it, I'm not going to be re like reading yeah, it. So totally. it's kind of like right now, it's probably this one I'm reading and I'm excited. I think we're meeting with book club next week to try to, I don't know if we've even decided on a book or what we're so you're not do. one who just like reads to like force yourself to finish a book. No, honestly, <laughs> I actually I sometimes do that depends on how far in I am. And I think I actually enjoy because I used to be. Yeah. And I think that it hindered my ability to read. Yes. So oh, enjoy it. Yes. <laughs> or I would like feel guilty because so mm -hmm. actually that's kind of been a new, um, I don't know. I hope this isn't like divide the reading community, but no. it's been a new thing that I've kind of let go of yeah. that's helped me because especially through Wibbick sometimes like I'll get gifted books or someone yep. who's written a book, things or like that. Someone else's favorite book. Yeah. And then you feel like you need to finish it, but you yeah. like, actually don't like this book. So sometimes I like, it hasn't happened too often, but, um, I've, I've started to give myself permission to not finish yeah. books or to like flip through, like, yeah. okay, this part isn't Passing really my vibe stuff. because, um, I think it actually was keeping me from reading. Cause I'd feel yeah. like, Oh, but I didn't finish that one. Oh, but I didn't, you know, or, you know, I'm not feeling it. And then I would not pick up another book. Cause I yeah. felt like, Oh, that's, you know, whatever. So no, that's such a good point. And it's like, you know, we only have so much time and if we're reading for enjoyment, then why the heck would you force yourself to read a book that you don't right. enjoy? Like I, sometimes I'm like, you know, I just need to give it a couple chapters. So like really see if I get into it, but it's like watching a show, right? You're not yeah. keep watching a show that you don't even like. Yeah, no, I, and I even so. kind of used to be like that with shows though. Like yeah. I would have to finish it. So I, I, I definitely have lost that because yeah. I lose focus, but um, I think that's actually made me kind of enjoy reading again more. Yeah. And then also having book club, because like I said, mm -hmm. even the last book we read, um, you know, it was kind of, it was, uh, 
kind of advicey and you could just, I felt like it was kind of written for a male, like there's a lot of sports analogies and like war. So we were kind of joking about it by the end, but even still, yeah, you know what I mean? Or like one person would find something meaningful on a page and I'd be like, really, really, you know, I'm just kidding. But um, (laughs) it's fun to just discuss like what you get out of it or if you all don't like it, it becomes more of a joke. Yeah. We kind of, luckily we kind of all got to that point. And I did that once too with a book. We all got to this one really weird part in the book where we were just all could not keep reading forward let's <laughs> just ruined it like and now we bring it up every once in a while and yep. we'll be like yeah remember that one book where the author like blah 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 and we just start laughing so it's, it's okay don't, yeah. okay moral of the story you don't have to finish every book that you read especially if you don't like it yeah it's so I mean I don't know especially if you feel like at least it's going to keep you from reading something else. Yes. Like that's at least yeah, where I was find at. Something that you yes. want to read. And like what I try to tell myself is like, give it, I try to give it a fair shot. Like even I'm like, okay, at least read a couple chapters. Yes. Yep, Maybe same. if it's still not the vibe, try to see if like in a, this novel I'm reading, I couldn't like skip ahead, but especially some of those like yeah, kind of self-help novel, ones. Yeah. But those ones, cause I kind of get drawn to the self-help category yes and so but then if it's not the right fit for me then I get really turned off really quick so being able to kind of flip through those and maybe there's a chart or a picture that is like okay that's kind of cool I feel like I got something out of it but um yeah so I I, one book I read recently was actually written by one of the ones I was gifted was about mentorship um and about the importance of having a good mentor and things like that um too and that was um a good reminder for me to, to kind of keep connected with yeah. my own mentors in the community right. and within Wibic and the, the, the world at large. So, yeah. um, I think there's always kind of a nugget you can take away. It's just sure. more, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Don't we only feel, have so much time in a day. Yeah. So. And don't force, it's supposed to be fun. Exactly. If you're, if it's supposed to be fun. You know, if you're doing it and you're not enjoying it, or you're like literally getting distracted every other page, which usually <laughs> what we have, or every other paragraph, like maybe, maybe there's a different book right. out there. Cause final question for soul driven with Steph is what drives your soul today? What do you get up for each morning? I think the people in my life, uh, really, um, you know, sometimes it's my spouse, sometimes it's my parents, sometimes it's my clients. Um, sometimes it's my friends. I think it has to be a mix. It can't just be one of those categories ever. It has to kind of mix up. Um, and sometimes it's hard, like even still like this morning, I was laying in bed trying to think of an excuse as to like why I could not do any of my responsibilities, <laughs> but I didn't. And here yeah, I am, you know, it's like, it doesn't, it's still, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, just do it. Like, it's yep. just not going to be, you know, you not going to be that bad. This too shall pass and it'll be fine. And again, that's even, I struggle, you know, myself with sometimes getting up in the morning and always feeling like myself. And yeah. so trying to kind of find those things. I'm a routine person. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also like, try to always have my things with me, like my emotional support water bottle. So <laughs> if things are like, my, you know, try to have kind of check my boxes so that yeah. I, I know that I'm kind of moving and grooving in the right way, but it's, um, you know, really, I think what drives my soul is getting to see the support in the community, um, getting to see the journey that some folks are going through um, with Wibbic, it's just really beautiful and challenging and rewarding. Um, and just everyone has a unique story. Um, it's never, it's never cut and dry. Um, so it's really fun to get to do that. It's literally like my job to figure out resources. So if I'm talking to someone and I have no clue, like what, which usually doesn't happen. Usually there's at least something, but it's like, Hmm, this is a new one to me. 
Um, then I try to figure it out, right? Try to call around and, and getting to kind of problem solve like that is fun. So that's kind of what drives my soul. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, getting up each morning, having my cold brew yes. and, uh, you know, just try to get, get through each day, one day at a time. Yeah, absolutely. One day at a time. I love that. Well, it was so fun uh, to interview you this time around. Yeah. You had me on Strong Women, Strong Coffee. I was like, hmm, I want to flip it. Yeah, you're like, (laughs) so thank you for coming on. Thank you for sharing just all of your wisdom and experiences and resources. And just being able to chat with you is always such um, a joy. And I really do think you have such a warm, calming presence with everyone that you work with. So if you are are a small business owner or someone considering it, definitely reach out to Mara or Webek um, to see how they can help you because I guarantee you will feel supported and um, they will help guide you along the way. And it's fun. Like you said, it's supposed to be fun. Um, and you obviously enjoy what you do, which makes it even better. So awesome. Thank you for joining me today, Mara. Yeah, thank you, Stephanie. And I can't wait to connect again soon. Yay, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Soul Driven with Steph. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it out with someone else who needs to hear this message. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you know when new episodes drop. And until next time, be sure to take care of your mind, your body, and your soul.